Hi everyone and good morning. This is Reverend Nicola here and today of course is Palm Sunday. This is the um, third recording of the morning as I've moved from room to room in my house trying to find somewhere um, to escape the little boy. <laughs> so homeworking parents, I feel your pain but um, I found a corner and he's not found me yet so we will plough on <laughs> and hope for the best. Well, gosh, Palm Sunday. So um, I don't know about you, but this is definitely not the Easter that I was expecting this year. Um, I was actually really looking forward to this Easter, this first Easter um, in Thatcham and just to see how everything was and just experience it with a new team and with a new group of people. But here we are and things are going to be very different, of course, but I still feel quite excited about this coming week and the opportunity really that it presents um, to me and to all of us. For me, I think Easter and the week leading up to it, Holy Week, have always been a really special time. And it's a time every year where I feel like I have the opportunity to kind of deep dive into the stories that are right at the heart of my faith. And every year that I've really done that and I've, I've really committed to that over that span of just that week, it's made such a difference. And it's almost like I'm living those stories and sort of bringing them to bear on my own life. And it brings things in my own life to light. Um, and many times in Holy Week, there have been moments where I've brought things to God that I haven't been able to before or that I haven't thought to do before. So always a really special time. And I don't think this year is going to be any exception. Um, in fact, I think it could be even more powerful and even more profound. And of course, Easter is also a time of chocolate <laughs> and celebration. So making it another firm favourite. And that will still continue most definitely this year. So today we begin that journey. We begin that Easter journey together. Um, so let's begin with a prayer and this is from the Palm Sunday service so it might be familiar to you if you normally come along to this service. Behold your king comes to you O Zion meek and lowly sitting upon a donkey ride on in the cause of truth and for the sake of justice your throne is the throne of God it endures forever and the scepter of your kingdom is a righteous scepter you have loved righteousness and hated evil. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So we're now going to hear our reading, which is from Matthew's Gospel, and Brenda's going to read that for us today. Our reading for today is from Matthew chapter 21 and we're reading verses 1 to 11. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, the Lord needs them and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. 
The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. And here are, ends our reading for today. So some thoughts now on that reading that we've just heard. A few weeks ago in church, I mentioned that I had begun a long journey for charity. My plan, which as you might expect has somewhat changed now, <laughs> was to take this 146 mile walk in stages. If you've done much long distance walking, then you'll know that feeling, that moment, when you see in the distance that landmark that you are heading towards, your final destination for that day of walking. And if you have experienced that, then you'll be able to put yourself easily into the shoes of Jesus and the disciples in the story that we've just heard. For me, the shimmering beacon at the end of my last long walk was Shakespeare's Globe on the South Bank in London. All along the South Bank there were people enjoying a day out in London, tourists taking photos, people relaxing on benches. But I was on a mission, trudging on in my waterproof jacket and walking boots, covered in mud from my journey along the Thames path, walking with the steely determination of someone about to reach the end of a two-day, 30-mile walk. The scene that we have in the Gospel is a similar such moment. The walk up to Jerusalem, so I'm reliably informed by commentator Tom Wright, it's not a walk I've done myself yet, but it involves walking uphill through miles and miles of Judean desert. It is almost always hot since it rarely rains in this part of the country, and in the final stretch you ascend a mountain. But as you reach the top of that mountain and reach the crest of the mountain, you exchange the heat and the dust of the desert for the lush green garden of the valley. And there before you in the distance is the glimmering city of Jerusalem, your destination. In Jesus' time, many thousands of people would have made this journey into Jerusalem in the springtime for the feast of the Passover. And this was what Jesus and his companions were doing that day. Now the pilgrims on their way would sing psalms to encourage themselves as they journeyed on. Psalms like Psalm 118 that we hear quoted in the Gospel reading. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Here's another little excerpt from Psalm 118 that they might have sung. Open for me the gates of righteousness. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. 
I will give you thanks, for you have answered me. You have become my salvation. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. But Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem is somewhat different. It seems that Jesus has made plans for how this day might go ahead of time. He seems to have arranged for a donkey to be available to him. He seems to know what he wants to do. And so a donkey is bought to him. And it is on this donkey that he rides into the city. And as he goes, a crowd begins to gather to see what is going on. The air is full of joy, celebration and most of all hope. Hosanna, they cry out, which means save. They wave branches that they've pulled down from trees, palm branches, and they cheer. But what is Jesus doing here? What does all this mean? His actions are rich in symbolism both then and now. Jesus' mini parade was sure to bring to mind for people the parades of the Roman authorities, as they rode into the cities on horses, celebrating their triumphs of war. Palm branches in Roman culture were a sign of victory. The crowd's joyous reaction shows us the excitement, the hopes and the expectations that surrounded Jesus and all that he had done. But Jesus does not ride in on a horse like a general returning from war. Instead, he comes, as the passage tells us, gentle and riding on a donkey. This was the crowd's first clue that victory for Jesus wasn't going to look like it normally does in the world. Jesus' path to victory was going to look very different indeed. Many of those stood waving those palm branches and celebrating him would melt away over the coming week as this reality dawned on them. Jesus wasn't going to ride in in victory in the sense that they understood it. What, I wonder, did the people want that gathered that day? Perhaps what we all want for things to go right, for a reason to hope in the midst of difficult times, all reasonable things to want, all things we can probably identify with, and all things that they were right to celebrate Jesus for, as they were all indeed things that he would bring. But perhaps mixed in there, there was also a desire to have these things, whatever the cost. The hope that Jesus would win victory by force, that he would ride in to lead an uprising and overthrow the Roman occupier of Jerusalem, that he would be strong in the way that we have come to expect in the world, taking power decisively and by force. But this was not Jesus' way. It is not God's way. 
Jesus' path to victory was a journey into the darkness. And Jesus knew this. That the only way to overcome darkness was to walk through it. But he also knew that at the end of that darkness is light. And oh, what light was coming. A greater joy than even the joy of the parade that morning. Victory was coming, but not in a way that anyone expected. And so on this very unusual Palm Sunday, we turn to a very unusual Holy Week. I'd encourage you, if you can, to walk this journey with Jesus and see where it leads you. We'll be posting some reflections here this week to help you on that journey. I don't think we've ever needed to hear this story more than we do right now. To remember that with God there is hope. That at the end of every darkness with God there is always light. It doesn't make the cross any less real because Easter Sunday came. But it does give a new perspective, that assurance of victory and the knowledge that God is with us in it all. So as we continue to reflect on that story, let's come to God in prayer and Brenda is going to lead us in that. So we come to our prayers this morning and there'll be some times of quiet for your own reflections. So let us pray. This morning we celebrate with the crowds pouring into Jerusalem. Jesus, you rode on a donkey and coats were laid at your feet. The crowds waved palm branches and shouted, Hosanna. Holy God, as we are restricted in what we can do in these extraordinary times, we can't join a crowd to cheer and shout Hosanna, and so we worship in households rather than in church buildings. But Lord, help us to remember that the church is not closed, for church is people, not buildings. So Lord, we pray for all with whom we normally worship Sunday by Sunday especially at this time for John and Barbara. Lord, in your mercy. Holy God, we pray for those in authority as they grapple with the unexpected. Guide those who are giving the world's leaders knowledge and expertise in these times. Give wisdom and courage to all in leadership. And when this is all over, may humankind emerge strengthened. Lord, in your mercy. Holy God, as we hear and see the news and exchange thoughts on social media, help us to remember all those less fortunate than ourselves. Among them, those who are lonely. Those who are angry. 
those who are distressed. Those who are at their wits end. Those who are struggling to get home. Those who cannot get the help they need. Lord, in your mercy. Holy God, we remember all those who are working to keep things going. Those working in the NHS and those around it helping to keep things working. Those keeping our streets clean and collecting our rubbish. Those harvesting, delivering and selling the food in our shops. Those keeping us secure and our utilities functioning. Those looking after the children of key workers, especially those at Thatcham Park School. Those helping to care for the elderly and vulnerable. Clergy of all religions seeking to minister in difficult times. Lord, in your mercy. Holy God, we remember those who are ill at this time. Those who have had accidents. And we think of Dave's neighbour knocked off his bike on the A4 on his way to work and has serious injuries. Those who are having or maybe missing important treatment. Keep them safe, Lord. Praying also for families who may not be able to visit loved ones in hospital. Lord, in your mercy. Holy God, we remember those who have died, whether from COVID-19 or from other causes. We pray for their families and friends especially as they arrange funerals so, so different from what they had expected. We pray that they and we may come at the last to find peace in your presence. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And we finish our prayers by saying the Lord's Prayer together. Standing at the foot of the cross, as our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Well, thanks, Brenda, for sending in those prayers and for leading us there. 
So we are um, very rapidly now heading into Holy Week, of course. So um, we have produced some reflections for you that we're going to release during the week so that we can continue to follow that story on. So these will be released on Tuesday, which will just be a little introduction um, to Holy Week and what we're thinking about and the story then. Uh, And we will then also release an episode on Thursday, on Monday Thursday and on Good Friday. So there'll be about five to ten minutes um, so do pop by if that would be helpful for you and then of course we have Easter Sunday so we will as normal um, release one of these episodes for you on Easter Sunday morning but we also thought it would be really nice to see each other's faces so we thought what we try and do we'll see how this goes is to do a virtual tea and coffee (laughs) this could go very well it could go very wrong couldn't it we'll try we'll try so what we're going to do is I'm going to set up a zoom meeting and I will send you the link if you're on our email list if you're not on our email list you'd like to join you're very welcome just drop me an email so nicola.hulks at hotmail.co.uk or go look for us on facebook and contact us through there um, so yes I'll send you an invitation for about 10:45 next sunday and um yeah we'll just say hello and catch up and I think it'll just be so nice to see each other's faces so if you're free um do drop in that would be really really lovely and a really nice treat for Easter Sunday you may in this episode have got a little bit of reverberation from my mic as I mentioned at the beginning I've been on the hunt for a quiet place I listened to some um quite a few podcasts and one of um the podcasts is actually recording episodes in her car (laughs) and I haven't gone that far yet but as I've been moving around there's been a little bit of problem with the setup and with the microphone so it's definitely me it's not you if you've had a little bit of feedback or reverberation on the bits I've recorded today I think I've solved it so should be fine going forwards So as ever, if there's anything you need or any way we can help, do get in touch. Um, There is some information on our Facebook page about volunteering with the council. If you are able to make phone calls to people who are isolated or if you're able um, to do a variety of jobs they need doing. So do get in touch with them. You can find out how to do that on our Facebook page if you feel like you are able to help in that way. That would be great. I think that's all from me. So let's turn to our blessing, which is the blessing for Palm Sunday. May the Father who so loved the world that he gave his only Son bring you by faith to his eternal life. Amen. May Christ who accepted the cup of sacrifice in obedience to the Father's will keep you steadfast as you walk with him in the way of the cross. Amen. May the Spirit who strengthens us to suffer with Christ, that we may share his glory, set your minds on life and peace. Amen. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. So go in peace to love and serve the Lord in the name of Christ. Amen. Okay, Luke, so what do we normally do at the end of church? What should everyone go and do now? Biscuits. 
biscuit. Yes, excellent. Do you have any other message for everyone at church? Yes, it's going. It's going. Excellent. Is it going well? It's good. Yeah, it's going home. Yeah, it's good. Are you hoping everyone's okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you want to say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Bye.